The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the best of talk of champions brought to you by Modern Woodman. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your Modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives. Securing futures. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. On with me, of course, former Ole Miss defensive end Kentrell Lockett at Clark underscore Kentrell on Twitter. And today's guest, I'm excited about it, is Archie Manning. The face of Ole Miss football, the player I grew up being told all about from my dad, from my grandfather, and to this day, despite me only getting to see Eli in person, uh, we still have heated debates, Archie, in my house about about you and you and Eli, about which one – we can call the face. And I tell you, my dad's not giving in now. He still is, is fighting daily for, for Archie. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's been a long time ago, and, uh, but it's, uh, it's a, lot of, a lot of great memories, great memories. Well, one thing that immediately came to my mind when, when we knew we'd have you on is uh, Ole Miss baseball is about to start, and a lot of people sometimes forget that you, you were on that Omaha team in 1969 as, as a – Slick field and hard hitting shortstop, and I remember at least from the stories I've been told that you you were drafted four different times by four major league baseball teams. But uh, what was it about baseball that you liked so much, and, and what was Archie the baseball player like compared to Archie the football player? 
Well, I really enjoyed my, my experiences with baseball. Uh, of course, growing up over in Drew, Mississippi, we, we just played a lot of baseball, starting with Little League. You know, in those days, Drew was a small town. In those days, our Little League program, we didn't play within the town until I was almost 12 years old. When I was 10, we played other towns. We just had one team there, a baseball player. So we'd play all around Drew, Mississippi. We'd play Shaw and Leland and Rubel and Indianola and then have an all-star team at, at the end. But uh, by the time I was 12, I guess we had enough kids in the program there where we had about five or six teams there right there in Drew and played, played each other. But then played Babe Ruth baseball there in Drew Never really, uh, we didn't have an American Legion team, and I uh, almost a couple of times went over and played on American Legion team like in Cleveland, Mississippi, and Shelby, Mississippi, but kind of got to doing jobs and working in the summer and, and couldn't fit it in. So when I got to Ole Miss, you know, of course, in those days, the head recruiter at Ole Miss for Coach Vault was Coach Swayze, Tom Swayze. And Tom Swayze was a baseball coach at Ole Miss for, I don't know, 25, 30 years. So it, it wasn't unusual when you had a signing class of football players to be four or five of those guys in that class were uh, might have been pretty good baseball players in high school. And Coach Swayze knew that and would uh, possibly have them out for, for baseball. So when I uh, I got up there and uh, got through my freshman year, in those years, that's a long time ago, in those years we played freshman football. And uh, that was that was a little different. And, uh, you know, you didn't go against the varsity. You just practiced among yourselves as freshmen. And then uh, you played – you didn't play but four games. And uh, then – so it wasn't that you'd really practice – get to practice uh, with the varsity until your first spring. And I had a chance to to maybe play the next year. So Coach Vault I, – I wanted to play baseball. Coach Swayze wanted me to play. Coach Vault thought it would be best that first spring – uh, if I just concentrated on football, I really needed to gain some weight. So I didn't play, but, uh, after my sophomore year, he said, it's okay. We had an early spring training. Uh, I didn't get to miss any football practice, but so I would go, I kind of line up my classes. I'd go to practice baseball right after lunch, take my hitting infield, and then I'd go to football practice. And then when that was over pretty quick, I joined the baseball team. So, um, uh, I was a shortstop, and it just happened to shortstop from the year before signed with uh, a major league team. So I played shortstop that year, and that's the year we went to the College World Series. A lot of fun. Really enjoyed the bus trips and the uh, being around all the baseball players. They were good to me, and it, it was a great experience for me. Arch, if, if we could go back just to your actual freshman year, just like you kind of hit on about freshman football, because that's, I mean – your first years in college was completely different compared to mine. You know, it was freshman football sure. with you. And with me, it was, uh, so to say, or now it's coming as a freshman, blend in and see what you contribute or how could you play now. But it was kind of a different task under the, the, the leadership of Coach um, uh, Wobbly Davidson. But is there right. any story of, that you probably could give us uh, under the leadership of him? I could give you a hundred stories on Coach <laughs> Davidson. And guys, it's really um it's really ironic that you would ask me that. Um the, we're coming up this this fall, uh, two thousand seventeen. That'll be fifty years since uh I played freshman football at Ole Miss. Wow. And we had uh in those days, guys, you could sign forty players and Ole Miss would sign forty 
but you didn't need 40. So you go up there and then you'd have some walk-ons. So we started out with about 64, 65 players. And as I said, we just practiced among ourselves. We didn't practice with the varsity, but coach Davidson was a, a legendary freshman coach for years and years. And so his job, I think was kind of to run, run some of that 64 off, you know, that's just too many. And it was, um, every day was a gut check. I mean, it was hitting, running, a lot of fundamentals. We started out playing both ways. You had to play both ways. And it was kind of a, it was just kind of a form deal. If you were the quarterback, you automatically played safety, uh, free safety on defense. If you were fullback, you automatically played linebacker. If you were, or maybe if you, if you were the right guard, you were, you were a, a linebacker. Uh, the only thing where that didn't work, if you were split in, you had to play defensive end, and that that didn't work too good. But it was, um, you know, just playing four games, you just you practice so much, and you would um, be three three weeks between between games, and that that was a lot of practice. So the first time we played LSU in our first game, and LSU did practice with their varsity. And they, they were ahead of us. They whipped us. But LSU freshmen seemed like always whipped the Ole Miss freshmen in that first game. <laughs> and that was the first time we got to go home. You know, we'd been up there, oh, practicing about three weeks. And, and then, sc- then school started, and we went about three weeks before we played a game. And after that LSU game, uh, we got to go home for the weekend. And I don't remember the number, but I'm gonna say eight or ten didn't come back. You know that <laughs> it, it, it was working. Coach Coach Wallace was playing. Coach Wallace playing to run some of us off was was working, and and I can't say I didn't think about it too because it was it was just tough every single day, and um, but he was uh, he was some so really something. He nicknamed everyone. Everyone had a name. And but what's ironic? I was getting around to about that team being 50 years. We have really stuck together, our freshman team, and um, we've just kind of uh, just hung in there. We even had a 40-year reunion of our freshman team. I've never heard of another freshman team during that era having a reunion, and we're gonna have another one next year. But we have a text and email chain that goes on among about 20 20 guys. We've lost a few. Uh, about 20 guys of just daily, you know, just uh, back and forth of, uh, so that, that's been fun to be far, part of a freshman team. And, and, and coach Wobble's name comes up a lot as we're going, we had one of our guys just went through heart surgery and we talked about how tough he is. And, uh, coach Wobble toughened us all up. If you stayed and rode that out under coach Wobble, you, you, you had to have a little mental toughness. What was so fascinating from the stories I've been told about it is that, when you came in, you were like one of seven quarterbacks that Ole Miss signed in that class. And eight, eight, eight. eight, eight. How, yeah. how how eight. did you kind of yeah. how did you kind of rise to the to the top there? I mean, it, I, I know it's kind of a matter well, of will and all that. You know, that was a that was kind of a policy or or a philosophy of Coach Vault. In those days, he felt like the best best athletes on high school teams in Mississippi. And most of the players came out of Mississippi were the quarterbacks and the fullbacks. And of course, high school football was different in those mm-hmm. days than it is now. So he was probably right. You know, usually your, your, your fullback was a little bigger guy, but athletic. A lot of those guys got changed to be, if they didn't play fullback, they were linebackers, some of them defensive ends, strong safeties. And your quarterbacks were a lot of times shifted to a lot of different positions. It could be out wide. It could be a running back. 
A lot of the quarterbacks were punters. Uh, that was also part of it. It's kind of interesting. If you were, if you were the quarterback, you're also supposed to be the punter. And I couldn't punt. So he had to have a little <laughs> exception there. A guy named Freddie Brister was a quarterback. Uh, he, they moved him to fullback and linebacker, but he, but he was our punter. And um, so it, it was, um, I don't know, the, this, that whole experience to, re, to, re, to reflect on it was, uh, was, uh, was pretty unique. Get, get me back to what I was talking about. What question was I answering there? How, how did you, how did you uh, rise above that, you know, of that group of eight? Oh, oh, I, okay. okay, so it, it was eight of us. It was eight quarterbacks. And so we all kind of started out, you know, the Coach Vault system was a sprint-out passing system. And that's that's kind of what I had uh, had in in high school. Uh, I had a actually a former Ole Miss a guy named Gerald Morgan had had been a quarterback at Ole Miss. So we we ran the sprint out there over at Drew High School. We weren't very, we weren't very good. Didn't win many games. So that's what we did. Um, but I think the biggest break I got I got to play in the Mississippi High School All Star game. And not because probably I was better than other quarterbacks because they tried to have some small schools in there, you know, along with the big schools. So I got to play in that game. And I think five out of the six quarterbacks in that game, three for the North, three for the South, were in these eight that were going to Ole Miss. But uh, we had a guy named Bob White who was an All-American Meridian. And Bob actually uh, hurt his knee in the first quarter of that game. I got to go in. And I threw four touchdowns in the in the game. We had a high scoring game. We beat the South fifty something to thirty something. And so I think when I went to Ole Miss the first day, in every position they lined you up, they gave you a, a jersey uh, color, and the red wore first team, and blue was second, white was third, and right on down the line. And but every day that position could change. You go out and have a bad practice. You, you'd look at the chart before practice, and you might have a orange jersey that day. You fourth team, or you may have a green, which is fifth team, or you may have a white, the third. But I, the first day we lined up, I think because I'd had a good All Star game, I had a red jersey, and my goal was never give up that red jersey. And I was fortunate uh, that I never had to. So out of the eight, a couple left. And just three of us wound up being quarterbacks. The others got changed to other positions. Did you harp on your freshman year and everything? Is almost seeming like my freshman year are trying to weed out the guys who didn't want to be there. It was almost like uh, it parallels, so to say, because I, I, I would like to think mm-hmm. that Coach Ogeron may have t- uh, uh, adopted some of Coach Davidson's um, tactics when it comes. You know, to I could I could see some similarities between Coach Ogeron and, and Waffle Davidson. I, I I could see some similarities there. I really could. But you know, I'm curious to to know of Archie Manning the safety. Was he? Did he? Did you come downhill? Were you a hitter? Were you go? Were you going after the ball? Well, I wasn't very big. I wasn't. You had to hit. You had to hit. We did bull in the ring every single day. Oh, but God. now I'm, I, I'm not a I'm not a braggadocious person. But when I told you that we had this 50 year, like in those days, we signed in December. Signing date was in December. So this past December, I sent out an email or text to that group saying, boys, 50, it was December 10th. I said, 50 years ago today, we all signed with Ole Miss. And uh, so then the story started coming in, you know, about who recruited us and our signing days and everything. But as I said, we had to play both ways in the first two games. So against LSU, 
that first game, I didn't play very well at quarterback, and I got beat for a touchdown, but I came back in the fourth quarter and had an interception uh, from my free safety spot. So the next week, we go over to Alabama, and we play Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Had to play both ways, and I got kind of – I got my bell rung, uh, and he put in the uh, other quarterbacks, Don Fair and Brent Chummer, but he, he left me in at safety until the fourth quarter, and I intercepted three passes in that game. So that was my last game to play safety. Uh, the next game, we played Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. We went uh, just one way. And so I played quarterback, never played. So other when we had that 50-year thing, somebody sent out uh, an email with all, all our statistics from that first year. And, and on that, it had, you know, defensive statistics, it had interceptions, had me with four. So that I said, I'm, I'm going to send that to my boys and let them see that I played safety and had four interceptions. I wanted to, I wanted to impress them a little bit there. <laughs> What's interesting, too, to me, Archie, is when you think back to your career here, immediately fans go to the mule game they go to the go to the archie who stuff but what what do you remember best when you when people say archie what what's your favorite memory or what's the the thing you remember most what what do you tell them i think uh i think it was probably the 69 season we were picked to be good we 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 went seven three in 1968 we played a lot of sophomores that year and we started our first game in Memphis uh, that night in 1968, we had eight sophomores on the field. Some of them now, some of us are off that freshman team, but some were red shirts too. Some were on the freshman team the year before and had gotten red shirt. But we started eight sophomores. So seven three, went to the Liberty Bowl, beat Virginia Tech. So we're coming back to the 69 season, and they're picking us pretty highly. A lot of people picked us to win the SEC. And we beat Memphis. In our second game, we went to Kentucky, who wasn't supposed to be too good. We tried to kind of save our offense for the next week against Alabama. The only time I think Coach Ball ever made a mistake like that. And we got beat. We got beat by Kentucky 10-9. to And we were kind of running a power offense. And we were kind of saving our stuff. And we got beat. So the next week, we go to Alabama. And this famous game became a famous game because it was the first time they – this is how old I am, guys. The first time they ever put a college football game on at night in prime time. And we played Alabama, and um, we let it all hang out. And um, uh, we got beat 33-32 in a game that would kind of look like a, a, a you know 2016 game, you know, with teams going back and forth and scoring and wide open. And in those days, that was pretty unusual. Everything in the SEC was kind of run, 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 and – do a play action, we'll spin out. But we, we let it ride that night. Unfortunately, it got beat. But it was um, so. So we're a good team, and we're one and two, and zero oh and two in the Southeastern Conference. And from there, we really, I mean, we really took up the slack, got going, and and we played our uh, we played our big games in Jackson in those days, and the rest of that season. We beat Georgia, who was the SEC defending champion. They were undefeated, ranked number three or four in the country. Beat them. Later in the year, beat LSU. They were 8-0, ranked number three in the country. Going to a, set to go to a big bowl game. We knocked them off. And then we played Tennessee, who was uh, undefeated, number three in the country, headed to the Orange Bowl, uh, rated one of the top teams, in the country, and we knocked them off. So, to me – 
that was kind of the most memorable thing, that string of wins where they were all in Jackson, all against ranked teams. And uh, then we finished off the season, beat, beat, beat the Stew out of Mississippi State. And went to the sugar, went to Sugar Bowl, and uh, but and we'd lost one other game. We lost to Houston, who was real good in those days, full of athletes. So, but we were had three losses and still got invited to go to the Sugar Bowl and beat a real good Arkansas team. So I, I think that that kind of sequence of games through the '69 season is what I, I remember the most. It's a, for a small town kid from um, Drew, Mississippi. How did you handle the fame or or the Southern uh, – uh, when you was getting all the recognition, yeah. RG, 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 yeah. how did you actually handle that? Yeah, I tell you, I had a lot of, had a lot of help. Two, two things. Uh, right And right before, you know, my sophomore year, guys, I lost my dad. So I really you – know, I had a wonderful mother, but I really didn't have um, a, a, a father give me advice when all of a sudden I got all this glory and – these awards and everything. Coach Vault had, had a great impact on me. He kind of wore that hat for me. Uh, you know, he he was kind of the quarterback coach besides the head coach. So I spent a lot of time with Coach Vault as we watched film and prepared for games. But he also, I think, gave me really good advice on how to handle things and to keep football a, a team sport. And even though I was getting some awards and nice things were happening, this was a team thing. And the other thing, I think, it was my teammates. Um, we had fun with it. You know, I, no one was jealous of me, but they, you know, that Archie who thing, and they, this guy uh, came out with a record about of Archie who they, they had fun with that. And, and they, they wouldn't let me, they just weren't going to allow me to get a big hit. They kept me humbled and had fun through that whole process. And I've always been grateful for that. Is there ever a moment or, just for example, is there ever a moment when you're watching either of your sons playing ball and you and then when you finally get a chance to, to, to sit and talk to him, you'll be like, um, that play you made on second and eight, I would have threw the ball here instead of there. Because it's, you know, it's <laughs> like your love, your love for the game. You is know, like, I, I tried not to do that. I tried not to. I, I, I decided, my kids especially going to play, well, even when they were playing high school, I said, you know, I'm a former player, and I could probably get home. I could probably say, you should have done this, and the coach should have done that. And I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not the coach. I'm, I'm, I'm your daddy, but I'm not the coach. So I let their coaches coach, and I tried to be, be their father. And if they leaned on me for a question about how do I handle this or should I uh, do this interview or should I – get up and talk in front of the team. You know, if they asked me, I'd give them my advice, but I, I, I didn't coach and I didn't second guess. And, you know, it worked out pretty good. It worked out pretty good. And fortunately they had good coaching, especially, you know, when they got through the high school ranks and Peyton at Tennessee and Eli at Ole Miss, they had good, good coaching. So I let their coaches coach and I, I tried to, you know, just sit in the stands and, and be quiet and uh, answer their questions for them when they asked me. It's interesting because we had Cooper on the last podcast, and he, had, you know, Cooper's uh, and the, one of the most fun personalities you ever talked to, and and everyone remembers from <laughs> Ole Miss days. I mean, he, he dealt with the with the spinal injury, and he didn't get to play at Ole Miss. He was a good athlete right. in his own right, but he talks about too how that didn't really change his perspective. He just went on to the next thing, and I think that's one of the lasting traits that you kind of left with with Peyton and Eli too. Eli, you know, I, I Eli was bigger than life when I was coming up, you know, watching Ole Miss games. And Eli, even in the biggest moments, be it the only 
uh, Super Bowl quarterback to beat Tom Brady twice, and he uh, he he's the player that uh, took old Mister Heights unseen. He never really changes, and Peyton I think handles that the same way too. I, do you, you kind of think that that's one thing you wanted to leave with them? That man, hey, don't get too high, too low. Whatever life throws at you, just you, you take it and keep going. Well, your children are different. Everybody has a little different personality, but uh, we we've been proud. Been but all three boys have, have given us a lot of a lot of joy. And, uh, you know, that was, that was a tough thing that Cooper went through because he really, really wanted to play college football and he, and he worked hard and, and got the chance. And then it was kind of taken away from him. But I think we all admired, uh, Cooper's spirit and, and, and his attitude and the way he handled that. And I think that was, uh, was really a, uh, a good lesson for all of us, um, and then Peyton and Eli are different guys, but they both had, well, had some similarities in the way they worked, the way they handled things, and the leaders they were. And uh, it was uh, it, it was fun to to follow. Them. Like I said, different kind of a little different way, but still trying to trying to get the job done from the quarterback position. So we we're very proud of the way they handled things. Well, one of the last few things, Archie, and we'll let you go. You know, Peyton's future is kind of up there, and everyone's asking about it in terms of rumors about being a GM, potentially possibly being a media guy. You got Jerry Reese coming out talking about Eli's on the back end of his career, which makes no sense to me, makes me feel old all of a sudden. I mean, what 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 do you kind of see as the future for your boys, man? Because, uh, you know, for, for so long we're, we've – Follow the Mannings, and we've seen the Mannings, and and now it's kind of the next. Well, chapter. it's hard to say, Peyton. Yeah, Peyton. Uh, you know, we were proud of Peyton's career, and I was really proud of the way Peyton handled it, getting out last year. He didn't have a problem. He just uh, he was busy, does a lot of different things. I'm not sure what he's going to settle down and do. You know, he could have opportunities to be in the media or coaching or possibly some front office things, and he loves football, and I think. One thing about Peyton, he'll take a good hard look at it and do his due diligence and uh whatever he does, he'll he'll attack it just like he did football. Um I think Eli's got plenty of football left. He's really taking good good care of himself and uh, uh you know, I think Eli has is throw is throwing the football just as well now as he ever had, maybe even mm-hmm. better is his arm strength and so forth. So hopefully he's been very fortunate to stay healthy. Hopefully he continues to stay healthy play some more football and then I'm not sure what he'll do. I'm not sure what he'll do after that, but, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be okay. And, uh, they've both been very fortunate to, uh, play a game they love for, for a long, long time. I will say Archie, I, I could see Eli probably spending a lot of his retirement days at, uh, Ajax eating some cornbread. That's probably what I see most of Mm-hmm. He loves Ajax. He loves Ajax. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's got his – I don't think he's, he always orders the same thing when he goes, but uh, it's hard to beat. Hard to beat. It's, it's hard to beat an Ajax meal. But, uh, Arch, I have to ask, with um, everything that's been going on as of recent um, with Ole Miss, and you were instrumental in the hiring the hiring of, of Coach Freeze, just what's the fate of, of uh, or the future of the Ole Miss program? Well, I believe we'll get back on track. You know, we, we had a steady climb there for four years, which was really, really impressive. People around the country, you just had to be impressed with uh, what Coach Freeze and his staff did. We had a setback uh, last year when we just didn't stop people as well, had some injuries on defense, and probably just didn't have as many. We lost some great players, didn't have as many playmakers. The um, you know the NCA investigation certainly has taken its toll on our on our program just. Uh, just waiting, waiting, waiting. So I, I sincerely hope we can hurry up and get that behind us and uh, move forward and, and build this program back to where we were and even greater. So uh, we'll, we'll be fine. Coach Freeze knows what he's doing. 
Well, last question, um, Archie, and, I, and we'll let you go. You know, Chad is going into the NFL draft, and um, he's getting prepared to start his potential career. And I remember uh, his first year at Ole Miss, I went down to y'all's Passion Academy and, and just to watch him and talk to him and see how he did. When you saw him then and what the player you got in that first year at the Passion Academy to the player that left Ole Miss, how far did Chad come and what do you see as his potential pro future? Yeah, Chad came a long way. Now, he he, he had good physical ability and when he was down at camp. Mostly that's just throwing. But to watch him play and the way he developed uh, within the system there, uh, how hard he worked, and, uh, and he even got better physically as a player. I think a lot of people didn't know early on Chad. So, you know, his agility, his, his uh, ability to extend plays and run the football and it's just so, so unfortunate that he got hurt. He was carrying, absolutely carrying our football team last absolutely. year and and had that injury. I just felt so doggone bad for him. But he's a tough guy now, and I know he's working through this. And uh, he showed, uh, you know, it's hard for NFL teams now to evaluate college quarterbacks because of that of the system, the spread, spread system. But I think Chad showed a lot. Uh, in his two years of playing there, especially his arm strength and his agility, um, the way he improved in recognizing defenses, throwing the football, and he'll get he'll work hard to get back from this injury. And uh, he's got a he's got, he'll have an opportunity in the National Football League. He's a good he's a good player. He's former Ole Miss quarterback, New Orleans Saints quarterback Archie Manning. Archie, it's been a a blast to talk to you, man. I really appreciate you taking some time out, and look forward to seeing you back in Oxford, man. Hey, guys, thanks so much for having me. Look forward to seeing y'all on campus. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.